This podcast is a Kitty Wing production. Rockus Marcus. Rockus Marcus. My high school I My high school I What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of My High School iPod, the show where we invite a guest onto our podcast, have them play some of the music uh, that they listen to in high school, and uh, we break it down. We get into it. We decide uh, what was cool about it, what maybe isn't as cool about it, um, why they enjoyed it, and how did it make them the person that they are today. Um... Rock, rock, rock and roll, my high school iPod. I am your host. Is that a play on something? I, I, here's the thing. <laughs> rock, rock, rock and roll, my iPod? Rock, rock, rock and roll, high school. That's uh, a song. Right, right, right. And it's a before and after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it I, is. I, it's I Wheel of Fortune wedge. style. Here's the thing. I'm not good at these intros. I think you're great at them. You always say that, but I think you're really good at them. Yeah, I can tell I was really good at it because you didn't get it, and then I had to break I, it down. And I it like work. that it's a puzzle that needs to be solved. <laughs> I enjoy that aspect of it. Here's the thing. Uh, if, 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 if the listener has a suggestion of a cool way for us to start, send it to our email. Do we have an email? No. Shit. Should we? We probably you should. You can email me personally. We're... Uh, mtj at kittywing.com just you know, email that you know sometimes <laughs> i say i say we're bad at doing this and i say it jokingly and sometimes i really mean it i feel like <laughs> we should have an email well we did in the first episode state that we were going to put everything on playlists and up up on spotify and again have mitchell that. did that but then we never c- continued oh boy <laughs> all right we're starting strong i am your hey, host me. jay howell still not sure how to begin a podcast uh, I am joined, as always, by my friend, my co-host, my producer, my the Garfunkel to my Simon, Muhammad Joma. Hey, buddy. How are you? You call me Garfunkel because of my curly hair. Exactly, because of your curly hair. <laughs> and you're always harmonizing with everything I say. The tank. Perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't make that noise. <laughs> You this is even, a music podcast. Our guest We're hasn't me- been introduced yet, and he's already just uh, regretting <laughs> that he's even doing this. You really did nail a harmonic moment. Right? <laughs> yeah. it, just, yeah. it, it touched me, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like you can fool it until you're doing it into a microphone with headphones on, and yeah. then you're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, maybe, I, maybe I'm not a Garfunkel. <laughs> uh, Muhammad, how are you? I'm great, buddy. Um, I'm glad to be recording another. We are, as of this recording, we are very backlogged. Yeah. Um, although we made the decision, and this will have come out weeks after mm-hmm. we announced it, but we made the decision to start releasing weekly instead of bi-weekly. Correct. Which is exciting. So yeah, we're we're weekly. We have an email at this point. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> we'll let you guys know about that real soon. Yeah. Um, stay tuned for that. Thanks. Uh, if you've been listening all this time, thank you so much for sticking with us. And I'm sorry that we're not good at this, but we're <laughs> trying our best. Uh, if it's your first time, uh, just welcome. Welcome and set the expectations real low. Yeah. Then you won't be disappointed. Exactly. Uh, let's introduce our guests. Sure. 
So uh, our guest today uh, is uh, a, a friend of ours. Uh, I've known him for a couple years now. Uh, we met through a, our fantasy football league. Um, he has a lot of uh, interesting uh, musical tastes, and I've enjoyed hearing him talk about them. And I'm stoked uh, to have him here to talk more to everybody listening about them. Um, I'm going to refer to him as Bread from here on out, <laughs> because that's what I know him as. But I figure first time with the introduction, I'll go with his real name. So welcome to the show, Brad Reinhardt. Thank you, Jay. Hey, Brad. Hello, Muhammad. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here, buddy. Uh, I've really enjoyed the two that I've heard have been released so far. And I hope Th- you keep three of you listened to the pilot, actually. Well, I can. Consider- he didn't enjoy that. <laughs> one. Well, no, I, I, I thoroughly did not enjoy it. <laughs> um, That's no, a, two out of no, three isn't no, bad. No. Meatloaf. So Boom. the the pilot episode was not the true format. That no, it's this, this no. It's currently you yeah know, living in, and and I think that this format is, it's cool. It's fresh. It's like oh hey, who's this person? Let's right. let's hear what he has to say, and you know it's a great idea. Well, and you're one of uh, first of all, you're our first uh, member from our fantasy football league, as 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 Jay stated. Awesome. You're the first um, one on the podcast. Possibly it, the only one. I yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. No like offense to them. They're not listening to on. this. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, but. Uh, and then you're a person with uh, we, every now and then we we get a little circle jerky with our musical taste because uh, we have a lot of people that we kind of grew up with on and we talk about music that we all liked. Then you are a person with a very uh, different kind of taste. I know we like a lot of the same music, but you right. went to high school a little bit before we did. Yes, I should. We should state the disclaimer that this is the April Fool's Day edition because I graduated high school before the iPod was released. So it's not really my high school iPod. It's just my high school adventures with music. Yeah. yeah. So it's really going to be all over the map just as a heads up. Brett is 77 years old. I, I am. I am the resident elder on the fantasy <laughs> team. That is true. Now what you went to high school. When I, I graduated high school in the year 2000. Okay. Y2K. So were you scared? Of, were you worried about Y2K? I, I, I was, I was pretty, comfortable with my <laughs> my status in the world in regards to y2k yes good yeah our first year of high school was 2000 so we we were coming in at the tail end of your yeah you were our musical uh, uh elder trailblazer <laughs> yeah, yeah trailblazer yeah. well it's funny i've definitely um i could contribute to the prior two conversations that you've had on your episodes uh, tremendously, because you know you've touched on a lot of the music that I listened to in high school as well, just albeit a few years earlier. So maybe at a, at a different period right. in those bands, you know, careers, which thereby is a different sound. You know, at least sure. at least if it's a good enough band, right? Um, so yeah, I'd say that um, definitely we're we're gonna have to again all over the map just in that. I listened to a lot of music, and I did not have an iPod to put it all on at the time. I do love the idea of the show because when the iPods did come out, I was apprehensive at first just because I was like, God damn it, I have like right. 17 books of CDs, and it's just like my own organizational structure is already in place. Right. How do I conform? <laughs> right. This you is know? very bred to have uh, his own organizational structures. Well, just, just you wait. Okay? <laughs> okay? Um, so when the iPod did come out, not only did I buy one and 
two and three, but like, I, I mean, I've had this, the iPod I'm holding in my hand now, I think is the fifth one. And we, we I, do, we do have to say bread still has an iPod yeah. and he brought it. Yeah. Yes. Like well, a real, the show real is called champ. my high school iPod. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and a lot of the music I listened to in high school, I devoted hundreds of hours to importing those damn CDs into oh, iTunes. For sure. <laughs> so it's I'll, right here. Listen, I'll say, I think Jay, you probably can, can relate to this, but I had the same issue. Like we're not, first of all, I didn't have a, an iPod until after high school as well. And, and secondly, yeah, I had many, many CDs and I was like, do I go through, I mean, this is pre-streaming, so it, it's still, you know, hard, it was digital copies of music, but it's still sort of like this tangible thing that you buy and own. Exactly. And it's like, do I spend all the time it takes to rip all these albums onto my computer so I can put them digitally onto my iPod? Do I just keep going with CDs? You know, it, it was definitely a transition, no period for everybody. Um, Did you guys think, though, that while you were contemplating, like, should I really take the time to, like, put the music onto this? Did you think, like, CDs were still going to be a thing that kept going? Like, no. Like no. They would I be, mean, I was like, yeah, this dude, is the new That's going to be the future. Like, yeah. I remember Boom. the feeling of CDs just being like, I guess these aren't cool at all. And, like, I guess they're not useful at all anymore. Like, as soon as people were plugging their iPods into their cars, mm-hmm. I was like, well... Who the fuck needs this yeah, giant book right. of CDs anymore that my car is getting broken into, yeah. you know, multiple times to get stolen? You I know? used to, the first, I remember I had friends who had like the auxiliary jack. Yeah. And uh, I was really jealous of that because I didn't have that one. I, I had the, remember like the first ones where you would find like a radio station? Yeah, I had one of those too. And it oh, totally. like, the tape deck? Yeah. yeah and yeah. sometimes it worked real well. And sometimes it just, where you were driving somewhere and you just like, Right. get a good signal. 88.9 AM or whatever. Was yeah. Like, that was, it was always like super low yeah. down yeah. on the, yeah, I think 87.9 was mine. Um, yeah. So, but you know, what's funny is then MP3s really didn't last that long. Tell didn't, me about it. <laughs> didn't have pissed. <laughs> I've devoted hundreds of hours into these now iPods. Let me just tell you, I still have multiple iPods, right? That are full. This is 160 gig. It's the biggest that they made. Yeah. It's full. <laughs> I have another one at home that is devoted entirely to live fish. It is full. And, Jesus Christ. And, and guess what? Now, now that's on its own streaming platform. So I'm like, oh my God. Not only did I spend <laughs> the time of importing the CDs, but I spent the time organizing the, the titles of the shows oh, yeah. and, and how it shows up when you're scrolling through the oh, toggle wheel. Oh, I did that and shit. Putting too, man. the arrows in, okay? You guys, you don't even understand when you're listening, talking about like fish and, and jam bands and stuff, like when they jam into another song and segue into it. If you're just looking at, at the set list on paper and they're standalone songs, you're not getting a true reflection of what that set sounds like without arrows telling you, oh, this song went into this one without stopping <laughs> and then you have to look at oh this song was 19 minutes versus what it, it should be. so that tells you a little bit more about like what the set sounds like and i devoted hundreds if not thousands of hours into doing that all for it to be fucking obsolete <laughs> now like fish has their own spotify service that you can subscribe to for nine dollars a month that boom every fish show there. is streamed right what is yeah. their it's called Live Fish Plus. Live Fish but Plus. It's, we should it's say based that you're a fish fan. If you couldn't tell from the last 10 sentences that Brett just spouted off. 
he is a huge fan of fish. How many times have you seen fish? Uh, well, okay. I've seen fish 97 times. Jesus Christ. How many different... I haven't been to 97 concerts. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm sure you have. <laughs> I don't if know. If you go back. Maybe. I, I mean, don't I don't know. I don't think so. Because, like, look. I, I, I would mean, say it, on the greater end, it would be, like, yeah, maybe over 75. I couldn't imagine, though. I mean, I used to go to a lot of shows, but even still, like, there's a handful every year. Well, okay. I mean, Six, seven shows a year when I would go to a lot of shows, yeah. you know? Six, seven shows a year for 10 years is 70 shows. Yeah. You know? But, but I don't think I did really that for 10 math. years. Well, yeah. with fish <laughs> That's especially, thing about like, you, you go see fish and you go see them for four nights in a row or something. Right. So it's kind of like... Do you count that as one show No, or no, four? no. A show is a okay. show. Absolutely. Right. You know? Because they're they, different. Yeah, they they're do unique completely shows. different sets. Yeah. Um, how many different cities have you seen fish? Oh, in? that's a good question. Now there, there's you know there are stats like it, I I should have come prepared for this. <laughs> I want um, your like baseball card. No, well, well honestly, <laughs> honestly, one the only band I know that that could merit having statistical analysis, like, and there is somebody out there who is like this PhD in in math and was like some you know professor at some college or whatever. And just was a big fish fan right from the get-go and kind of, you know, toured around and took it upon himself to be like the, the band statistician. And he has, has a web page up. He's linked with, uh, uh, what's it called, Fantasy Tour. And so you basically just go to fantasytour.com and they, they will show you the whole, you know, tour. Every tour that, that fish has played or widespread or whatever jam band you want to look up. You click the box, yes, I was there, and it mm. just automatically spits out your stats. It tells you every song you've seen, how many songs you've oh seen. God. That's the a really number. that's a cool it, it, thing well, about well, jam band culture in general is just how like committed to the live show well, experience it, they are and, it, and how the, it's, the culture it's around a it. A testament to how unique every single solitary experience is. Right. Like, and I've seen, like I said, 97 of them and they're never the same. Yeah. Even I, when it's the same, it's not the same. Were they a high school band for you? No. Uh, yeah, funny was... enough is fish is, is the band that now, okay. I'll remember the very first time I do did hear fish. And I've thought about this a lot because it's funny how like perspective and, and just context really plays a role in, in judging a book by its cover, so to speak. So I was in probably the eighth grade. Uh, it was either eighth or ninth grade because it was still carpool and I was being driven home in my carpool group. And I remember we would listen to 99 X, you know, every day or, or when this specific person drove us home, I was like, Oh sweet. The good person's driving carpool. We get to listen to 99 X, you know? And I remember this, the fish song came on uh, down with disease, but it, you know, it was the studio version. And I remember hearing it. And if you, uh, yeah, you, you have the thing, but let me, let me get it down with disease. The studio version, first of all, it's, it's got a very poppy chorus to it. Um, there's, there's some kind of harm, harmonic vocal arrangements, kind of very poppy. Just the chorus is screams radio what, friendly. What is it? Billy breathes hoist hoist. Um, and, and I remember thinking immediately like, Oh, this is a good song, but what's it doing on this station? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, not that it's like bad, but it's like, I, I don't choose to pursue this right now just because 
I'm giving I've been given a poor reflection of kind of what it's about. Okay. So fish is very much a live experience, you know what I'm saying? It's it's they jam band for a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. They they very much jam. It's it's very much improvisational, which for me is is what I like to go see when I go see fish. Do they um, still make studio albums now, a- or are they just absolutely. doing live uh, stuff? Well, was Fuego the last one? That was a few no, years ago. No, they've, they've released one since. And funny enough, the last... By the way, I always thought that this studio stuff sounded good. I didn't, I'm not a huge Fish fan, but I had a couple of their albums from like the late 90s. I was, I was like, is, it's great. This, this is a good studio album. Uh, it's kind of like that funky late 90s Primus, Presidents of the United States of America kind of... It, it's absolutely along that, that same vein, for sure. Um... But, see, the thing is with studio albums, serve more as kind of the blueprints for the songs, right? When Fish sets out to record a studio album, it's more like, oh, hey, we got a collection of songs ready. We've played them live already. Like, right. like none of this is new. We're releasing an album, and none of these songs are going to be new to anybody. They debut them on tour as they're written. Which is kind of the opposite. Exactly. It's more like right. it's more like it's, a stand-up comedian almost. Yeah, who like for sure. Tours the material and then like then does their Netflix special or like their HBO special after touring it. Then Correct. it's like put out. Totally. Um, so the basically the the idea is to to get it on paper. Be like, okay, let's let the listener understand what it is we're detouring from live when we decide to just go off on a tangent. Right. And, you know, 20 minutes into it, the listener doesn't even remember what song it it was when it began, which is for me what it's all about. Like, I love that shit Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it really is like you're, you're watching like they, they can't even plan what they're playing. It is entirely spurred by the moment and in the moment. Yeah, and, it's imp- and, 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 improv. It's it's music that is happening in real time rather than something that they're just, this is when I play this part and this is right, when we right. do this thing. And how long have they been a band? Like, when uh, did they form? They've been a band for 30-plus years, I'd Fuck. say. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's a, yeah, that's the thing. The more you play with somebody. 35 yeah. years. Like, I've, I've played with the same dudes for probably, like, eight or nine years now. And, like, if I do play with somebody else, it's, you know, you definitely don't have that like connection. Right, right. I can't imagine fucking 35 years. <laughs> right. like, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, uh, it's definitely, it, it's funny. Like you asked if this was a high school band and it's not. So that was the, my first kind of just idea that that was my first notion of fish was, Oh, that's a rock band, but maybe like a rock band that maybe like an older crowd would listen to. And it's sure. not so much. Well, I don't know that it belongs on the alternative rock radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, Fast forward to like quite literally my first day in college when, mm. you know, that's kind of the music that was playing in the dorm rooms uh, was Fish and it, it captured me. Uh, it, it I kind of was like, you know, you went to what school in Colorado. I, did, I, I did right? go to, to Boulder. I went yeah. to CU Boulder. So, uh, you know, I was very hippied out and all that. But so, I, I come from a musical background. I'm, I'm a musical person. I, I, I like to think that like the more you love music, the more music you love essentially. So, you know, Jay, any thoughts on fish? <laughs> I want to keep going. I love hearing bread talk about fish. It makes it's the, me, f- it, it's the best part of yeah. fish. <laughs> um, that song that you just played, uh, it's not a bad song. I don't think it's, and that's, that's the thing too. Like, I feel like 
people who like fish. I'm sure you probably get shit from some people that like oh, cuz they're they're kind of a polarizing thing. Well, they, we don't the fish fans don't do me any favors, you know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. I think I think we were talking another episode we were talking about like Dave Matthews band and I was yeah. like I will I will admit like they are fantastic musicians, but a big part of it is just like the people that like that music. Yeah. Just there's something in my brain that it kind of makes me it pulls me away from that kind of music. And there's also sometimes he says weird lyrics or whatever that right, right like, yeah. fickle fuddle words confuse me <laughs> like will it rain today? Yeah. He's like, like what he, the fuck he, that he, confuses he you? He writes poetry but only for like one sentence at a time. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't it doesn't work with any of the rest of the songs. Yeah, yeah and I know I like I I have I have friends that are that they like fish to like varying de- various degrees and I. Yeah, like I, I just don't know if if they're a band that I would just like listen to, like on a daily basis or anything. Well, but. so let me let me let me touch on that. So first of all, we're we've already listened to one song that is post high school for me. That right, is music that I didn't listen to in high yeah. school. Um, but I feel ultimately that, like I said before, the more you love music, the more music you love, and the more uh, various forms of music. How do I put this? The more itches require different scratches, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Like different music yeah, will satisfy sure. a different itch. I feel like Muhammad was trying to get us to fight just now. <laughs> I think, uh, uh, no, I think it's like no, Jay. No, what do you think of fish after you've heard bread well, like well, so, pour his heart so, out about him? No, no, listen, no. No, no, no. Fish, fish satisfies a very specific. Itch, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's not like a fish itch, but um, yeah, you know, so like, uh, not a lot of alternative rock bands, and right, uh, they don't have a keyboard player, right? You know what I mean? And, and if they do, it was just like you said, it's a minor, we do an arpeggiated chord, and, and the, the keyboard does all the work type deal, right? right. Um, and being a classically trained piano player, and, and quite literally, y'all, my piano player we, in, during high school, so this is applicable, uh. She quite literally like broke up with me. <laughs> wait, wait, what? My piano teacher. Oh, your piano teacher. teacher. So, right. I, I was <laughs> I was a classically trained piano player from an early age, probably like you know eight or nine or something, and up until I was like fifteen, and I was so good, like so much better than I am now. Like, just programmed my muscle memory to play crazy fucking classical music pieces. Wow. Like from memory, and I would do these guild auditions and. You know, my teacher loved me, and we were just—I loved her back. Uh, it was such a unhealthy, beneficial, <laughs> dually, dually. No, she did look like Michelle Pfeiffer. She did look Damn. like Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, my my dad always was like, "God, she's just she looks just like Michelle Pfeiffer." Um, but no, she was so great. It was when she taught me a, a little bit of jazz and and blues, and I started learning the blues scales. That I was like, "Oh my god." Now, uh, like, this is, like, rock and roll music. Like, this is, like, the piano, Mm -hmm. but rock and roll. And I got consumed with that shit. And I'll never forget, she sat me down in the middle of a practice, and she was, like, she started going off on me and, like, screaming at me. And, like, you just, you've been, you know, you fucking dropped the ball. You have not practiced your Kabalevsky. Get it together. She showed you the blues, though. That's exactly. That's on her. she, She did. She was, like, listen. Here's a person who, if you want to pursue piano, 
this is who needs to be teaching you. I can no longer help you. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. And um, <laughs> sounds like a like a, a she, fake part look, of a biopic. She was, she was <laughs> like uh, the part that didn't really happen. She to was a very professional woman, and she got results. And if you didn't perform, she would just let you go. Like yeah. she had yeah. a reputation. You know, she loved it, and so. If that she's listening right now, do you have anything you want to say to just her? Just Elaine Evans, I love you. <laughs> you changed my life, and I'm grateful for you forever. Seriously, I still have the piano that you taught me how to play piano on in my basement, and I play it every day. Aww. And yeah, so. She's not listening, though. No, no she's not. Nobody is, yeah. but it's okay. <laughs> um, Let's get into some high school music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Um, I think that mentioning the piano is probably a good way to, to provide a little bit of background about the music I listened to in high school in that... Uh, I was, I was brought up, I quite literally listened to the white album in the womb. Like my mom put the headphones on her stomach. Oh wait, I, you know, that's something night. I know you pr- were pretty good friends, me and you. And, uh, I don't know. Are your parents musical people? Were they like, big no. In, uh, no? They, they were now, now like in terms of musical abilities. Well, I guess uh, either. My I consider dad, myself no. a music so person. My dad, and I have no my musical dad, no. abilities. My, my dad liked music but kind of just passively he was mm-hmm. an athlete he you know kind of was like whatever um I, he wasn't too choose I, he just kind of went with the flow my mom was definitely the musical influence she kind of was a beatles fanatic when i say beatles fanatic like literal beatles fanatic put to the to the extent of putting headphones on her unborn child in utero and letting me right. listen, not letting me but making me listen yeah. to the <laughs> you white had no album choice. <laughs> and, and, and it might explain a lot yeah, <laughs> of, yeah. of how i am the way i am that's pretty so awesome I, I grew up with the beatles and i grew up with you know uh dark side of the moon would be on and and um i remember just any sort of musical passion i had they nurtured it and the the reason I had piano lessons is they there was a piano just like set up at the house. It was my grandmother's, and one day, uh, it was when Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves had come out, and the Brian Adams song. Oh the, yeah, the theme song, right? You know it's true. Yeah, I literally played that song by ear. I just like picked it up by ear, and kind of just noodled out like the first verse, kind of like the first go round of chords and. Mm-hmm like stopped my parents dead in their tracks and was like, holy shit, we need to like get this kid some lessons or something. <laughs> That's and so, awesome. And so then I'd be like, oh, I want to play guitar now. And, you know, like I would pursue an instrument. Yes, there you go. <laughs> I, I mean, a as a song. little kid, a I sat song. down and I noodled out that little intro and that convinced my parents to get me lessons. But, um... Oh, yeah. Did you, did oh, you write this song for the movie? Oh, absolutely. Probably. Yeah. It's back when... People wrote that, songs yeah. for exactly. movies that were exactly. fantastic. Yes. yes. Hey, we got a uh, uh, Black Panther. That a real like oh, yeah. old school Hollywood movie yeah, soundtrack. Mark came in there. And yeah. Did his thing. Yeah, and a bunch of original songs for it, like about Black Panther. Yeah. There's a. <laughs> if I can pull this back to my high school, my high school iPod. I had Newfound Glory. Did a like six song covers ep like from movies yeah and this song was on it oh really and i don't know I never it heard was that. not great but <laughs> sure. uh they did like this song they did the the song from a karate kid they did 
My Heart Will Go On from Titanic. God, and like, if you had, if you asked me to guess three songs, that would be you on a new fan. <laughs> Maybe the Karate Kid. <laughs> they sound one. very much like they would be songs that new fan would. The Karate Kid one, cover. I remember thinking was so good. They did uh, that thing you do. Oh, it's nice! Just like real fast yeah, yeah. punk rock version of it, but yeah, that song's great. That song is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It's responsible for me studying music um, at a theoretical level, and upon doing so, if I wanted to then branch out and try to learn a guitar, they were totally supportive of that. And keep in mind that like Green Day and Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all that right. shit. When all that came out. That was like my childhood, right? Right. That was like my second grade. I was in second grade or something. What, and, did you? Were you aware of those oh, bands oh, at the time dude, you were listening? So to them? that even though it was alternative, it was like our mainstream, right? You know, like we grew up with Green Day, Dookie. I grew up like learning how to play the guitar. I remember the Hal Leonard tablature, like the book that we all had, and I mean we were. Not even 10 years old. (laughs) We were maybe 10 years old. I don't know. So like just having growing up with that, that kind of being the the part of the culture while also being deeply rooted in like the classic rock. um, My parents were also like, they were always nurturing. My my mom specifically was always kind of just nurturing my, my musical inquisitions. Uh, I remember coming home one day being like, mom, Somebody at school said that somebody named Jimi Hendrix is the best guitar player in the world. Is that true? Like, what? The, <laughs> and if so, how do I not know about this? Like, we, can true? you tell me? And, and, and it's so, uh, God love her. The, the very next day when I came home from school, there was like the Jimi Hendrix ultimate experience oh, cassette that's tape awesome. with like a little post-it on it. It was like, you know, enjoy, you know. Oh my God. And, and I, I love that I, so like, much. I really did like it, it revolute, you know, she nurtured my, my rock and roll etiquette and, and my, uh, my love of classic rock to the max. So that to, to this day, there's really no substitute like mm-hmm. Beatles and Led Zeppelin is like, the, the, that that's some of the best music in the fucking world. Yeah. Like for all of time. Like I, I don't, I don't, I've tried to find something that I could mm-hmm. replace, but there's just never going to be something like I, I always go back. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's with, get with, into with it specifically. I want to know a little bit of a, a backstory in the classic rock background. Sure. Yeah. And, and all that. So I guess moving right into it. Yeah. Um, let's start I, soft freshman year was, undoubtedly one of the worst years of my life probably just in that you know high school is so just weird and new and whatever yeah um you don't know who to fit in with yet and uh ninth grade is the only year that i will never go back and listen to any of that music ever Ooh, amazing not even now on our podcast no no, no, no. and and it was that probably the only phase i've really undergone in life i mean other phases that you want to say that i've gone through have kind of stuck with me. I just have stopped exhibiting the behavior that would make <laughs> you think that I'm in a phase. You know what I mean? So, g- but, who? So, so Give me a name. I want to know. In ninth grade, it was Master Fucking P. Oh, and, my God. And, you know, I like love it. Outcast and Tupac and just See, rap. You went hip hop. Yeah. Wait, so no, you no, don't no, listen no. to any hip hop anymore? I, I don't. First of all, there's a difference between rap and hip hop. Yeah, but you said Outcast and Tupac. Out, outcast. And... Okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't. I don't actively put on any hip hop. 
at this stage in my life. Mm-hmm. He it's also never... said Master P, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is specifically like what I'm like the least proud of. Oh, it, it yeah. starts with a fucking phone call. It's okay not to listen well, to this it, anymore. It, it, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it, this was specifically d- correlated to, you know, my surroundings and my peers. I think yeah. that's Silk the Shocker rapping right there, too. Yeah, By the way, yeah, so that's right. not even a great example. I had, but. You were talking about singles, and I remember buying cassette singles, and a lot of mine were like, like I bought Gangster's Paradise. Yes. I was like, and that was probably like middle school. Like oh, that sure. was pre-high school, but, but at the time I was like, that's cool, and I like that. And same with like, I had a Silk the Shocker one that's on this like, Oh, it ain't my fault. Uh, I think I knew that. Yeah, it was like Silk the Shocker and Mystical, I think. And it just popped. I remember when I was like, "Oh man, I miss Mystical." Everyone is like, "He's a rapist and in prison." And then I Um, got real uncomfortable. Yeah, those those don't really have much uh, longevity to them. No, 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 no staying power. So, like with with rap, I was very much aware, even that like. I don't like this, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't music to me. Like, I, when I think of music, I think of uh, two axes, like a Cartesian plane, X and Y, and it's pitch over time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, where's the pitch? There's no melody. There's right. no melodic structures in in Master P. You know sure. what I mean? Even I though mean, he's a master. What I mean, we just heard was just somebody screaming. Right, right. <laughs> now, now, Outcast has some musical merits. Yeah, it has a lot of I mean? very melodic hooks um, and stuff. Right, and, yeah. right. Uh, there's, there's definitely hip hop that I do give credit to and I do respect, but I don't. It's not that that itch is all scratched in in my life right mm-hmm. now. I just don't ever have the need to it. And even still, like, I would, and it was what you're saying. It was more of like a peer pressure kind of thing. Well, of well like, it was this more. Is what it I, was more like, a, okay, this is my my peer group. These four kids who are all very imminently about to be expelled from my school, and this is just kind of like how I'm rolling these days. Right now, don't don't get me wrong. At home, I'm like blasting fucking you know. Chicago and and Almond Brothers. Yeah, hey, I love Chicago. And and you know, I'm listening to like the music that I like. Right. You know, um but also trying to 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 understand what it is about rap that I'm supposed to like, oh, while being a confused 14 or 15 year old, you know. So, fast forward to freshman or sophomore year, I'd say is probably the best place. Like when I think about high school, for whatever reason my mind has kind of blocked out freshman that year first entirely year. <laughs> like i i don't even remember like i see uh, it's, I, I look, it's like i'll see a picture from myself and then i'll like i'll be like what, what was i even wearing yeah. like, well you, it's so funny because so much of high school is like figuring out who you are and then like really leaning into that but yeah it takes a little while to get there you know some people quicker than others but yeah until you do like as soon as you because this change happened so suddenly too like once you find that thing and you start forming into that it's like whatever happened before that is just nonsense. It's just like, yeah, what the fuck was that? What was I doing? You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think for me, I, I definitely was uh, was a kid who who figured it out kind of early on. I was loud and liked to be the center of attention. And I like got in with the drama program pretty quickly, like my freshman year. And uh, 
yeah, then I was just drama kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just lean into it, and that becomes, like, part of your identity, you know? So, or your whole identity. You know, I feel like I, I figured that out in, like, fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. And and really leaned into it, you know? Like, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, I was very... I'm more like myself then <laughs> than, really? I, than I was in ninth grade. So you felt very sure of yourself, but well, then once you got into well, high school, it felt like... Well, for example, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, I was listening to um, music that I like still consider as as having some staying power. You know, mm-hmm. I was still very much like all about classic rock and all about Led Zeppelin. Like, I'm sorry, like there's no better fucking apologize. rock and roll yeah. band. Well, I mean, like as a, hot take as a kid, <laughs> even as a kid, I I, I kind of felt like prove it to me. Like I'm waiting for the better rock and roll band to come around. Yeah. You know? Um, so, were you listening? You know, you said like um, Green Day. Were you listening to some of the the like um, Pearl Jam and that kind oh, of stuff dude, too? Like, so those were like staples, absolutely. Yeah. Th- that's that's how I. So was, they were being played. Like you were listening to them. You weren't. I was just ignoring I was, them I was, for classic rock. I was more than listening to them. I was trying to play them on every instrument I could get behind. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? As were some of my friends. You know, right. Like, it was oh my god, this is great! Like you, you play, you get drum, you have a drum, a snare drum. Okay, next month we're gonna have enough money for you to have a bass drum, oh, and maybe man. in six months we'll have a cymbal. <laughs> and I, and I mean, we're nine year old kids, like we're literally quite like in third fucking grade. Oh, but what's it. funny is then in the late nineties when you were in high school, that music started to kind of become oh, bastardized that, 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 and. It, it was all the offshoot bands that wanted to sound like Pearl Jam and Green Day, but weren't doing a very good job. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was almost like by then, by high school, the alternative music scene and just like grunge and all that, like it, 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 it had run its course. Almost, right. You know, yeah, it's like it, there, there are new innovations happening. There was a musical transition you know? happening that like, I think it was created puddle, a lot of I think shit it was music. Puddle of mud. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. Killed it. Yeah. Well, uh, the, let's, let's go ahead <laughs> and grunge. Get, let, let's go ahead and get the first one out of the way. Yeah. That, uh, the, the first big band yeah, in high school. Now. In 10th grade. That, again, this is a product of my surroundings. Uh, this was me flocking from one group of friends to another. And the new group of friends who actually most of were groomsmen in my wedding. And they're still, you know, my, my greatest friends in the world. One of them. I thought we were your greatest friends. In you, the world. Yeah. You're tied. <laughs> yes. You're tied. Uh, one of my friends actually from this group still, still to this day, will defend to his death his love for 311. Hey, oh! Yes. Yes. So, I mean... Did you have that ready? I always have it ready. Now, (laughs) in ninth grade, when I was in my my rap phase or whatever, and I I was oblivious to basically any world around me, that guy was in one of my classes. and, And I was aware of 311 just from this person. And just that he wore 311 t-shirts for every different day of the week. And he's always spitting 311 lyrics and game and shit. And just, I was like, wow, okay. I didn't really care enough to really know that person more or anything. But in sophomore year, we got to be really good friends. Uh, Well, that's debatable. 
uh, I tagged along. I tagged around, you know, like hung yeah. around. They were a year older. <laughs> and, okay. and I was like, uh, my, my best friend from my grade who I kind of just like gave the, I, I kind of just turned my back on him for all of ninth grade <laughs> to go be like, this <laughs> to go be in a master, to go P. be into master P and just to be a horrible kid for a year. Yeah. I feel so bad. Um, no, I, no, no, my, my parents even were like, you're the, you're just the shit. This is the, like, who are you this year? You're just a <laughs> shitty kid. Do you have um, a, do you have a real quick to, to interrupt? Do you have a 311 song that you want to hear? I just played the first one. Oh but God. So like something special, well, maybe so, off music so or grassroots. Well, the earlier let, stuff. I mean, so if you say Amber, I swear to Christ. <laughs> Really, like later year. You know, I I would say it's something. It would have to be something off Transistor. First of all, I do not. Let me let me just say that. Oh my god, I just want to fucking. Three Eleven does not stand the test of time. No, but this was okay. Listen, Three Eleven at the time in high school served its purpose for number one. It was a blending of genres, so to speak. Right? They they were actually musically innovative in that they were talented like you can't say that they're not good musicians uh i i know jay likes to rip on the piccolo snare but i fucking love that <laughs> jazz snare that's straight up jazz you know what i mean yeah i know and and the technicality he's a very technically good drummer he's a good drummer um, i'll give him that uh this is probably my least favorite song in this album really i love yeah. okay i should be more specific then because um, i love this song i love like the muddiness no, of it I, I, I'm, I'm giving you a hard time this is okay <laughs> i like transistor for it being the more psychedelic of the 311 albums i think that's a psychedelic I play, song i would play uh, like running play running okay i should have faded that up better but yeah i mean i my appreciation for them like i think the joke of them now is like the hyped up rock rap thing that we all kind of laugh and make fun of them but honestly my love for them was birthed out of this kind of stuff so that's i mean it's very pothead light though to be honest like it's really accessible that's what attracted me okay it was like it's so positive and it's like there's friendly but like on all of their merch and it's very trippy and like just a very small kind of alternative (laughs) psychedelic like reggae kind of you know yeah they also captured a little bit of that just high, high school angstiness, you know, just a little bit of the, the um, I, I want to like lash out, I, I want to be a crazy kid, and they have, the, they have some of the they have some of the harder songs, so you know. I feel like Essay's voice is the thing that does not hold up worse. Than oh god! Anything. Oh like, god! Uh, just just rapping, it does yeah. not hold up to me. Right. Like like you cannot be a rapper like with with this instrumentation. Like, right. I. I give it, and he does time, like a melodic <laughs> rap thing that just sort of nobody right, else they'll, they'll ever sing did because it wasn't like a good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did they have a DJ or was it? Well, just no, like, it was essay. Yeah, he was the DJ he was, and he rapper. Was the, yeah, yeah, slash little uh, uh, Tim Bali shaker thing, yeah. whatever it was. Man. I saw him once perform and he had a broken arm. It was right after they I, got I, into the I fight. I was at their. I was at that. Yeah, show. what was that Halloween show? I think no, it maybe was, it was. Or is uh, the small one they did the at the tabernacle? It was, under, it was a cotton club underneath Co- the cotton tab. club. Do you know how he broke his arm? Yeah, he punched Scott, Scott Staff in the face. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and broke his arm, which is the best. So, Wait, remember he was like on the ones and twos with his elbow? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, I stop laughing. You guys, let me just let me paint the picture of my 311 fandom during high school 
because uh, I'm not doing it justice. It's easy to look back now and kind of scoff and laugh at myself, but I was not just a fan. I was a fucking snob of a fan. I would turn my <laughs> note. Like, I was like a better fan than the other fans, you know? It wasn't just that I was super obsessed it was like yo i know music and you guys just are here for the scene you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> well there was and, i don't know it's about like i'm a musician i understand what i'm hearing you oh, know like, because i went to high school after you i don't know about you but my high school everybody went to the 311 shows and yeah we listened to 311 and we go to the 311 shows and then we'd see people that were just at the show right that like knew whatever radio song but there was something about it was always like the beginning of august like or maybe middle of August, but like like summer, summertime. At Lakewood. It was at Lakewood. <laughs> the, the tickets weren't crazy expensive or anything, so everybody just fucking went. Like, yeah. everybody yeah. went. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I even considered myself snobby because I always liked that about 311. I like right. going to the shows and just being like, hey, that kid who sits in front of me in, in calculus. Yeah. Cool, you're here, you know, or whatever. But, uh, well, but yeah, it was weird. It was That was like one of the only bands then that just everybody kind of – saw live yeah exactly reason. exactly and my group of friends we were we were the tight you know we were the pure true purists and i even interned at capricorn fucking records really i didn't my, know that my senior year that's amazing yeah and i left there wait where with, here in atlanta i didn't yeah. know that it was on lucky street not too far from the tabernacle cool um was that their record label the record label that was three that they were on label. Like, yeah label. i think yeah yeah uh, it was not their own. It was also the Allman Brothers record label and, you know, like widespread panics. What a weird mix. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, 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 Dude, Metesky I never Martin knew that that was, was um, in Atlanta. Think, oh, Metesky Martin and whatever. Uh, I'm going to get to them because they're one of my ones that I'm proud of. But let me just tell you. You're the like, only dude that is going to come on this podcast and talk 311 with me. And I just, I was so excited. Well, so, no, Let's no, wrap we were, it up. I, I've, I've, <laughs> let me tell like, I've met them. I've hung out with them. We, we That's thought so cool. we were so cool. Um, we we were really like one of the first 311 concerts I went to was at the Tabernacle and we were there at like noon and we're like you know it's not an owned and operated type venue where the 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 lot opens at 5 we can get there early we can stalk the fucking yeah. lot we can wait for the the bands to get there we can hit them up when we're when when they're getting off the van you know what i mean and it was halloween 1999 i'll never forget they used to we, do their halloween show in atlanta yeah, That's so, so cool. atlanta is literally and, and i can say this from like an industry perspective what, their largest market like, really? like it's like huh. their second home like we just love them in atlanta i will that, I, I will i will cheesily brag about my group of friends and i we actually started the 311 3311 chant that caught on it is now like a thing and I swear to you, I'm not just exaggerating. <laughs> I, did you say that? Because we both looked skeptical. No, 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 no. But it, you know, I started like, that baseball thing. Let's go. And then you put in the name. That was me. So at, at, at that show, we, we, uh, we got there all early and we stayed, camped out all day. And we had a boom box and their album sound system had just launched. And we were just like rocking it. And we're right outside their bus, and the doors opened, and they emerge. And, and like, I mean, hey, can you turn that shit off? <laughs> it, it, it was so funny. We mobbed them, okay? And the song, like, we're playing a song on the album, and it's like the volume is up. 
and my friend Drew just shoves the boombox in Tim Mahoney's <laughs> face, the guitar player. It's like sign my boombox, and I mean, like you could see him like, <laughs> like, 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 oh like he's like, Ugh, like trying to sign it while he's literally deafened by his yeah. own music. <laughs> and that when when well, we got into that, that show, like like we were that kind of obsessed diehard fan. Do you well listen when when. When they played that song, listen to this. We got the song you got a dedicated shout out. to us that To the night. guy with the boombox, is that what he said? Yes. That's it was, amazing. It, it was to the kids with the boombox, you know, and I mean, like, we were, like, right there. We were immediately forever immortalized in our own minds because of that moment. You have oh. no idea. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Not bad. You're, you're the coolest guy I know now. How did you, you find that recording? Was that just buried on the internet somewhere? You found the show? Uh, dude, we were obsessed. We had that show. We that we had every show. You know, We would listen to the shows. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That is I, a thing. I've seen 311 plenty. Probably, I have too. Probably like... 30 or 40 times even. Nick Hexum, They're the band I've seen more than any of the band though, for sure. I've seen, I've seen them probably like a dozen times. I've, I've seen them in multiple cities. Um, cool. I've been lucky enough to actually like hang out with them and converse with them. That's awesome, man. Nick Hexum asked if I wanted anything. I replied, sure. Uh, can I have a beer please? And he went and got me a beer and I Aww. thought to myself, I, this is the coolest fucking moment of my life. Oh my god! Okay. At, at Red Rocks, mind you, backstage ah, at Red Rocks. You know, Jay played Red Rocks. I do. I, I'm one of the coolest stories ever. It is one of the coolest that, that's, that deserves its own podcast. Yeah. Um. So, but you know, we should do like a one-off episode just you talking about that experience. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear it. I do. I've, I've told everybody. And, it's and worth we, it. Yeah. Um. Uh, when you were when you were saying that you you sought them out to like meet them. I I did that too a lot with bands that I would go see in high school. Like I gotta meet the drummer, or I gotta like meet the singer. Do you do that when you go to concerts now? Like, cause I don't. I'm just like, oh just God, go. no. are you kidding I me? See. I, I don't, I don't even wait. do it with celebrities. I see. Yeah, in public. I don't want like, to wait after. I don't want to talk to them. Go to the show and then leave. Right. I, I yeah, worked no the way. thing with Bo Burnham, and he was the only one that I was like, I gotta tell him how much I love his work because yeah. I just like was overwhelmed with emotion for him but even still i was just like hey man i'm a big fan your work means a lot thanks and that was it and i walked away because i was like i can't i i feel so put upon trying to talk to like celebrities and people it's kind of like the more you could solidify your fandom the more of a badge of honor you got to wear you know what i mean oh for sure you guys probably all went to school the next day we were we were literally about us like you we were gods in our own minds yeah um, when I left that Capricorn records office on my last day of the internship and they let me ransack the merch room <laughs> and I got autographed transistor on vinyl signed wow. by, uh, like, Holy shit, I, I mean, dude, they, that's amazing. I, I went to town that's like, so cool. I, and they didn't give a fuck. They didn't care. You know, um, I'm telling you, I was so like, did, I'm did just, you, this is so awesome. W- w- did that love for 311 last through all of high school? It lasted through high school. It lasted college. It, it, listen, it, it carried through, you know, when I, when I discovered fish in college, my immediate feeling was, God damn it. Why couldn't this have been 311? Like, why, <laughs> yeah. why, why was it, why was it 311 and not fish? Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right. Um, and, and it was just by proximity, like just, just by, the the product of like my surroundings, you know. Well, I, I, again, when I said 
311 was doing stoner light. They're also doing kind of jam band light. Like they didn't Correct. really right. improvise right. in their right. shows. No, but they and, would do different things that would get you excited. Like it, it's sure, just sure. It yeah. just they never. I mean, that's kind of the problem with 311, especially later on when they went even back a step. But they they sort of leveled out at a point, even while I was still in high school, I think. And they just kind of stayed at that point and were like, now we're just going to make these chill songs that are, you know, we do a little bit of funk right. and like these chill melodies and that's it. And then they didn't really ever they kind of expand on they, that they, at all. They nailed the formula and just And then repeat, they just wrote repeat, it out repeat, for yeah, fucking yeah. albums. Correct. <laughs> and, 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 you know, in college, I, I didn't ride my Phantom as hard. They would come to Boulder and I would rally up the troops and, and kind of convince some of my friends to go see 311 with me. Right. And and they weren't entirely disgusted the whole time. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, you know. You're like, it, do this cheer that I came up with. <laughs> yes. Three, oh, I, exactly. Three, exactly. I was like, this is from the Atlanta kids. The Boombox kids. <laughs> the Boombox kids. The Boombox kids. kids made this one up. That can be your um, podcast about 311. Yeah. The Boombox Box Kids. Ah. I would guest every episode. <laughs> you guys, I literally, one of my friends is seriously to this day, legit only, oh. only listens to hey, 311. Bradley, I cut that story out of meeting that guy out of uh, the Justin episode. I talked about how I was at a party at a friend's house. It was your birthday. It was a small get together. It wasn't like a party, but and oh. I was like making fun of myself somehow. I think I like they were talking about 311 and I was like, haha, yeah, it's funny how we all had to realize how wrong we were about them. And they looked at me like I was a fucking <laughs> lunatic. They were like, what do you mean wrong? And I was like, oh. Oh, you, oh you, you're still drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, never totally. mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, no, he goes on the cruise every year. Like, yeah, they do the cruise yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that he's trying to book a trip to Nick Hexum's private island. That he owns. Weird. Like, yeah, it, it's it's borderline. Um, it's like creepy. the fire festival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So along the same vein as three eleven, you know, like Sublime. Everybody, yeah. maybe not everybody, but forty ounces to freedom. Yeah. Was a, a great if album. One of one of the high school anthems that I will say actually does kind of hold up. You know, compared to some of the three eleven albums. Um. Sublime is, that, is just Sublime is just a little bit more, you know, true to a scene, true to like uh, 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 the California, like yeah, like scene that was going down. Like they they are a band that also, I mean, also because they're so short lived that like their music you listen to it now and it's like oh it's all one thing and it's kind of easy. It's not there's nothing complicated going on. But it is very well-made music. Oh, and like totally. they do what they're trying to do very well. And it's it's almost like they do kind of the the rude boy thing, you know, yeah. the, the reggae thing a little bit. And and it's uh. And for a dude who kind of is like sort of encroaching on rap, he does it, it pretty well. Correct. You know, like exactly. he doesn't do it in a way that sounds. I guess that, I guess that's my way of saying this is the rap rock that holds up the most yeah. you know what i mean also they do the beastie boys thing where every now and then they get kind of punky there's like a few punk songs on these albums yeah you yeah. go back to like robin the hood there's a lot of like hard oh, i mean totally. this is like a hard exactly. guitar riff right sure, here. Sure. um jay did you listen to three is sublime i mean i didn't listen to sublime i didn't listen to 311 i think it's because i didn't 
smoke pot in high school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it's a big, that, that's a big, yeah. big, big issue. I know, and like, so like the recently I was uh, in Chattanooga for this like uh, like convention thing, and they had a karaoke room, and we were in the karaoke room one, and this girl sang uh, Santeria, yeah, yeah. Song, uh-huh. and it was like. It like kind of moved me. Like she was a really good singer, and I was yeah. like, "This is great. I like this." And then I like listened to the Sublime version. And I was <laughs> You're like, like oh. "Oh no, I think it was just that room at that time." Also, I've been partying people, people for who hours. can sing really well often do better covers yeah. of Sublime songs. Yeah. They're a good so, cover yeah, band to cover. I get like I I I think I get why people like it. Yeah. I just don't like. Brad, the only band that I ever met and hung out with for an extended period of time was Slightly Stupid. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We hung out with them for a while after one of their shows, like for an hour, and they played acoustic and passed around a joint, and nice. we were drinking beers. It was really cool. Uh, so there was a period of time, like for most of high school, that's like what my friends and I did, is we would go to 311 concerts, we would go to... Uh, uh, you know, two skinny J's. Oh, dude, I used to love okay. two skinny J's. We would go see the urge. We would I don't go know that. see um, <laughs> Jump Right In. That's Jump the right only in, urge dude. song I know. Well, and you know what? That's the song with Nick Hexum from 311. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a radio song. Yeah, it, absolutely. That. And we would go to like, you know, 99X Big Day Out. And those bands were so small back then playing it at that that festival. It's like you could very easily go hang out with two skinny J's, you know, and be like, oh, hey, guys, you're smoking a joint. Cool. Let's let's kick it. Let's hang out. Whatever. Like, we're fans. You're awesome. We came here to see you. This is the urge. Yeah. This yeah. is jump right yeah. in. I played it because yeah. I've never heard of it. But it does sound just like it's, yeah. it fits right in. <laughs> it fits right in. Right. Two, two skinny J's is a little different. They they were like more rappy. Uh, they were. I'd say they were more like. And they yeah, only did more, they only have that one album, Super Mercado. I love uh, that album. They but. had an EP, and uh, it's unfortunate. I thought that I had it on my iPod. I I, I guess I don't. But um, they they Might had an EP. IPod. It was it, it's the <laughs> other one. That's exactly right. Here's the t- the first track off of um. Super Mercado, Pluto, It's a Planet. Remember this? Oh, my God. They just did cool stuff with beats and stuff, too. Their show was awesome. I never saw them, but... They, they did... You ever heard this, Jay? They were hip-hop? Yeah, kind of. I mean... It, it's a, they were genre-bending, you know? Yeah. They were definitely more hip-hop than those other guys we were talking about, though. Like. They play with like Cypress Hill and stuff. Probably, uh, yeah. That, like they, you know, they would tour with. And those like, D- those. do you remember there was like a, like a, like DJ scene that kind of overlapped with extreme sports. <laughs> That's such a weird way to put it. <laughs> no, but, no, but there totally was. And like, this kind of stuff was on that a lot because it was it was basically like a rock band with a rapper and a DJ, this just song, like Three Eleven. Yeah, but this they song were, would be on an X Games commercial. Absolutely, sure. yeah. So that, you know, there's a lot of supporting bands in the 311 right, love. Right, right. Kind of in the Sublime, that SoCal shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of, like, little bands that popped up around that. Um, Badfish, they were a band that sure. was named after um, that Sublime There was song, something but. about, yeah, Southern California, whether it be 
like Sublime or like Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, and so I think yeah, we all just pop punks. And I wonder. I assume that was like everywhere so, that Cal- wasn't Southern California was like Southern California is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I definitely, since you brought it up, Blink Enema of the State was one of those albums that I pretty, so I pretty much, I think that it was just on repeat for like three weeks. Yeah, the, the first three weeks. Every guest is. Been like, yeah, you know. had a Blink One Eighty Two, and, and like, so you know it makes sense for sure. It's a good kind of testament to the fact that like music is so uh, so much to offer. There, there's not just like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna go listen to rap and you're gonna just be a rap guy and that's your life. You know, I was never content just being somebody that like, yes. Like I'm the guy. Oh, I'm God, like an active, active music listener. Like I, I like will research. Like I'm looking for music. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so in high school, I was doing that. You know, while maybe turning over a new stone and be like, okay, cool. Now I like Three Eleven. I got it. I'm with these guys. Uh, this is my 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 peer group. This is kind of like our vibe. But at the same time, I'm still exploring every avenue of music that, that I can. Yeah. Um, I've, I've talked about how like I didn't do that very well. Like I found my sort of avenue of like sort of like post-punk emo screamo. And I was like, this is what I listen to. And like stuff like this. Sure. But like if something didn't fit that, those parameters, I would just like disregard it. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that of myself until we started this podcast and I was like, I guess I listened to like a weird wide, you know, bit of music. What I think I didn't do is listen to cool music. Like when uh, I know I talk about that a lot, but sometimes when I talk to like Mitchell, even the Rudy episode, I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, these were like cool bands that I had no knowledge of, yeah. you know, these like cool real like indie bands mm, that, yeah. that hadn't like blown up yet. And they just were things that I, I didn't have on my radar at all. Right. Um, but yeah, listen to a shit. I mean, we talked about hip hop with Claudius. I listened to so much hip hop in high school. I'm like, when did I have like, but I was a punk rock kid, but I, I listened also, to when you're that age, you just have a lot of time to yeah. listen to stuff for, for sure. Totally. Driving like, around. There's so much driving. Yeah. You know? yeah. Also there, yeah. <laughs> there weren't a uh, podcast back then. Like, yeah. or maybe there were like a one or two, but like, right. I, I didn't listen to them. So like now, yeah, I, I don't think they were. I, I would imagine the first one came out later. Well, I don't know. I guess iPods were out. But. It's, no, I, they weren't. Not in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I think I listen to a lot less music now because... Because of iPods. Uh, yeah. I, or podcasts. I yeah, do yeah. too, actually. I, I, always, always mindful of like, hey, if there's music out there that I can push play on track one and I love it every step of the way until it's over, like hit me up. That is like my lifelong pursuit. Yeah. Give me a good album. And there's there's not a lot of albums that I listened to in high school that I would say that like I discovered, you know, sure. v- versus somebody, uh, you know, exposure, just peers, whatever. But there's certainly a few that that I look back at now, and I'm like, yeah, that's still an unbelievable album. Um, OK Computer is is like, I, I remember when that came out, and like, I, I just heard it, and like liked it and nobody else around me did. And I kind of thought it was like my own thing and totally. And, yeah. and, and, uh, that's a cool, it feeling. really hadn't like caught on yet mm-hmm. because Pablo, um, honey, Pablo honey and the Benz were just not what okay. Computer was at all. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's like, well, wait a minute. 
Like everybody thought that Radiohead was going to be this band, and this album proves that they're not that band. Right. And I think that maybe people wanted them to be that band. Mm-hmm. But it is like but, the uh, thing that okay, made computer. them Radiohead, like that put like kind of solidified them as being a culturally relevant band forever. You know. For sure. Is that is those twists that Kid A and for sure, for uh, sure. Okay, but computer. I mean, I would say that the first you know, four or five albums of Radiohead are just perfection in terms of like how an artist evolves Mm -hmm. and how their discography morphs and, and, and lives and carries on like, like a story. Like, it's like, okay, what are they going to do next almost? You know, and that's what I'm constantly looking for in music. We talked about, they've of course come up obviously too with other people. And I, I've said before, like, they didn't seem like a band that you could be like, like as somebody who like played in bands in high school, uh, a lot of, a lot of the bands that I liked, I would, I could be like, well, like my band can sound like this, but then hearing, you know, like a paranoid Android or something, I was like, Oh, I can't ever do that. I'll never be in a band that'll be able to make that song. They were like, this almost like this like unobtainable kind of thing. Whereas I guess something like creep is a little more, uh, you know, cut and dry. It's still amazing, but I mean, this, this album just, this is probably one of my favorite albums of all time, maybe. And it's not even, I don't even listen to Radiohead that much. Mm -hmm. Like hardly ever. If, if hardly ever, you know what I mean? But it, it's still so just like significant for for what it was and what it is. Um, this song, maybe this album in particular, is a, has a very cinematic quality that's very moving. And, and the one song was in Romeo and Juliet. Romeo plus Juliet. Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah. Also, it was at the end of uh, an episode of The Umbrella Academy. Really, I watched it. Yeah. Sam watched it without me. She said it was good. It's really I, good. I will say though that. You know, my Radiohead fandom is kind of confined to the time period of high school and and college. Um, a little bit after college, like uh, King of Limbs and In Rainbows and, and uh, their their later work. Dude, I, I, I I'm I'm just over it. It's just really? they, they they went too far to me. Um, I still I love, weirdly I like they're, they're amazing. They're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They're they're gods at what they do. Okay, but. Um, in rainbows like brought me back into them big time i was i got way back into radiohead for a short period of time and then i I don't you know i don't think that any of their music is bad by any means but but i my fandom is now devoted elsewhere in my life and and it's just like it's a very with radiohead is a very specific kind of uh 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 taste you know it's a very specific purpose that it serves to me at least right um Let's get into the next phase in high school. Well, why don't you, you want to take a break real quick? Yeah, let's take a quick break. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back uh, in just a, uh, just a few seconds. Uh, you're listening to my high school iPod with uh, Brad Reinhardt. Yeah. And we'll be right back. All right, we're back. This is my high school iPod. If you're just now tuning in, uh, I'm your host, Jay Howell, here with Muhammad Joma and our guest, Brad Reinhardt, uh, let's let's uh dongle, let's, let's uh yeah let's get into something here, Brad. Uh, 
What? Which? <coughs> where? Where are we going next in the journey that was your okay. your high school? So there's a lot of talk about phases, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I almost want to just clarify that with with me, uh, maybe the rap phase is the only true phase. You know, I didn't. I didn't go through phases. I just found new obsessions and, and, sure. and, and you know, like my three eleven fandom would still continue. Like I would still the Uber three eleven nerd. Yeah. Um, while the same time I'm listening to the Beatles on, you know, a random moment when I felt like it right. or whatever. It was never fuck that thing. I'm right. onto no, the new it's, thing. It's just like, it's almost like just planting a bunch of seeds. Right. And some grow quickly, some grow slowly. Totally. But they're always there. Right. Uh, it's beautiful. That's a beautiful so, way to put it. Well, in, in, well the, like I said, the more you love music, the more music you love. And I fucking love music. Yeah. So um, in high school, I was turned on to the electronic music. Very much so. Um, I, I don't remember when or where it happened. Seems like something that could spawn from a liking of three eleven. Um, you well, know, also what? that it, I, I believe that it was actually there. There was a lot of that going on in the in that era, the late nineties and early two thousands. There was a lot of mainstream electronic music. Sure, Chemical sure. Brothers well, so, and, so, and Prodigy. So and, listen to this. Yeah. Listen to this. Uh, senior year in high school. Our English requirements were split up into two semesters. You had British literature was the one semester, and then the other half of the year was senior composition, where you wrote like you know some thirty-something page dissertation in preparation to write the big college papers. Mm -hmm. I wrote mine on the invasion of electronic dance music from Britain (laughs) to America in in a entirely like scholarly way and referencing like journals and 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 it was like a 34 page paper you know with the chemical brothers and and the fat boy slim and all that and brad has that paper here and he will now read it to you all word for word so (laughs) please enjoy 34 pages um well so so i say all that to say that uh it, it was it was it's its own world right it's it was once i was kind of a, a, aware of its existence i was like oh my god there's you know i thought like alternative rock was like the the off to the side not mainstream thing this is the off right. to the side not mainstream mm-hmm. counterculture that's going on like i'm going to raves and experiencing like whoa like what who are these people like Whoa, we're gonna be here till seven a.m. Like what? <laughs> so you, you started going to? I, oh, these... I absolutely went to raves in high school. That's cool. Oh, you ever yeah. been to a rave, mom? No, never. And, and Have not, you? not not only not cool. only. I went to one uh, I, this past summer. I went to a a Dragon Con every yeah. night at three a.m. It's like everything else is done, and there's like and there's a three a.m. rave oh, in this huge cool. room, and it's every night. And I went. I think I went two nights. And I didn't like it, but there was nothing else to do. Yeah. And uh, I, I had been, you know, like partying hard all first day. Of all, first of all, for those of you listening at home, this is like a fake rave. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, yeah it's, that's not like a real. Right. First of all, I don't even think that real raves exist anymore as they used to. Yeah, because you, yours were probably, if you went to real ones, they were probably not in a place of business. No, a rave was like with 10,000 people. 
and, wow. and and it's like it some warehouse right forty five minutes away somewhere or something yeah that and, was the, and it goes to like seven in the morning yeah. and and it's out of control the historic like nineties raves oh yeah were, oh were, yeah, yeah. And, and and I again is that what you were doing though were you going yes, to like ten thousand abs- people raves I, I absolutely was that's so, fucking I, crazy I, I'll never forget some of them um I went to a rave at Cytrek once y'all uh, Cytrek was the science museum in Atlanta. Like the interactive mm. science museum, like pre Fernbank. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was before Fernbank. Weird. It, yes, and they it, they they let a rave happen there Fernbank, for some reason. Fernbank has lame raves. Um, <laughs> so not you know, I, being the musical like pursuant that I am, I, I it wasn't enough for me to just attend. How did and you listen? I wanted to do this. I pursued ah. production. I pursued. How did DJing. you get into this? Genre of music? Uh, Did you discover a certain band or artist, or was it like? I, I think that it was, if I remember correctly, it was um, sophomore year in high school, and we were on the Breckenridge uh, trip, and we were snowboarding in Breckenridge, mm. and we went to a little uh, like record store or whatever, and um, there was music playing, and I was like, "What?" I asked the guy, "I was like, what is this?" And he's like, oh, this is Fatboy Slim. And it was Fatboy Slim's first album. Oh, yeah. The one that did not go uh, make him go bonkers. Right. But it is um, still an awesome album. Like, some of the just, like, I go back and listen to this, and I feel nostalgic. This shit is hot, right? Like, this is this is what you would call big beat, okay? I really liked Fatboy Slim, and, actually. And yeah. Fatboy Slim, is it hooked me. Like, it's, it's accessible. It's catchy. Uh, the song structures are such that, you know, it's not monotonous. It's not repetitive. It's not oots, oots, oots right. forever right. and ever and ever, which I later on would, would, would die by. Um, uh, yeah. and that baseline. But this uh. was that I don't I don't know what you would call it, but it was that this, like this is sort of big beat. This okay, is, is that what, what My Chemical Romance? No, 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 or no not My Chemical Brothers. The Chemical Brothers we were so, just talking so about. So Chemical, oh, Michael, yes, Michael. absolutely. My yeah, Chemical yeah. Brothers. My Chemical Brothers. The, the prodigy, maybe prodigy, the and prodigy. Yeah, they were kind of like uh, the Rocky. R.I.P. Keith, by the I know, way. His funeral was like, like yesterday, last month. Yeah, but this this was kind of the rockier more rock side of i guess techno music you know well it, it, exactly it was the more accessible like the chemical it, brothers it got played on 99x so did fat boy slip you know um well this this definitely got played on 99x right get the fan Funk Soul Brother. I moby mean, moby was kind of in this moby world was definitely in that world right so it came from listening to these albums, and, and this this came out in like '98. This album Brothers. came out in '98. I was 16 years old. That's crazy. I bought that album when it came out, so I was uh, 14. This, this that boy Slim is really, fucking in heaven. You like, just <laughs> this, skip it through. This, this, this track is just. I mean, still this whole like I don't listen to techno too often, but I still do, and I still it it still holds a place in my. Heart. I haven't listened dear, to this album dear. in a very long time, and it's very good. It is so good. Oh. It is so good. Jay, you ever listen to any of this? So now, now taking his head down. All right. Well, so now Jay, let me. Educate but he's feeling you. it. Let, let me <laughs> I, educate okay, you. There's 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 so much music that I I like this this is cool. 
I, but yeah, I would never just like listen to this. Right. Unless I was at a party or something. Right. Or like somebody threw it on and I'd had a few drinks and sure. I wanted to impress women with my dancing abilities. Right. Okay. Well, so this, this is like. This is kind of the perfect music to talk over, by the way. We could just let this play for the rest it, of the podcast. It really is. Um, so, so this album is is an album. It yeah. is a track by track album with gaps in between. So there's pauses, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Circling back to my my point about an album, like a nonstop progressive experience, right? So once I got into these guys and in, into this, I a whole new world was was opened. I, I was like, oh my god, just just. I'm really the, excited the because I I'm anticipating, hoping that you'll talk about other artists I listen to. I, I, well, because I listened to a lot of techno in high school too. Again, would was a would weirdly, people like Fat Boy Slim or the Chemical Brothers like? Would they just like when they toured? Would they just play their album like start so, to finish? No. So so here's where the the world's kind of changed. Now, Fatboy Slim and the Chemical Brothers, they are producers. Yeah. When they play live, they take on a DJ role. Mm-hmm. Whereas they're performing a set. Um, and they will probably play some of their tracks, but they'll also play a set. They're acting as DJs. Gotcha. Um, the Chemical Brothers now, too, are just... Uh, to the 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 fucking tits. I don't know how else to say it. They're the best producers in the world. Like you know. <laughs> but I remember Daft seeing videos style. of them live, and yeah, it was it felt like Daft Punk. Like they were both up there together, spinning records. You know, very, you know, DJ style. I don't know. Oh yeah, sorry. Like this this album came out um, when I was in I think junior year. And this is the one after they got huge. This album is the one after Block Rock and Beats. Yeah. Which is back you when know, the world was. Right, right. <laughs> um, and I remember just being I like, heard that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a 99X song. That was uh, played on the radio. Just just listening to to the, the sonic textures, right? It's like, okay, guitars and pianos and basses and they don't make these sounds. Like what I'm hearing, I've never heard before in my life. And that exci- that that alone is exciting. I I, I want to pursue that. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, there's this new world where you're able to produce sounds that like only fucking alien machines can make. And, and you know you you can't you can't do that with a piano growing up or like with organic instruments. And so I really, by the time I was 16 and had a car and a license, I remember asking a friend in high school to give me directions to little five points and I'm going to the record store and, and that's, you know, I, I had, a, I had one turntable. I think I was almost get on, on the way to having the second one. Uh, <laughs> you Were know. you wanting to be a DJ? Absolutely. Wow. I, once I heard this, I, was, I, I didn't even know what that really meant. All, all yeah. I knew was like, I want to pursue this. I want to dive into this and see what it is. All this stuff was like uh, scoring, like early two thousands action movies. By the way, I well, they, they had a real moment with like Blade and, and oh, that oh, kind oh, of. Yeah, I've I've found that like like going back and hearing stuff like this from that time, uh, knowing what I know now about like technology then and now is like it's it's impressive to me that because back then there wasn't. 
Uh, like, I mean, I'm sure there was some software and there was a bunch of, but like not nearly as much as there is now to make stuff like this. Like now it seems very accessible and anybody well, could really do it. Where back then, exactly. Okay. it seems like you kind of had to have a feel for it and you kind of had to like work a little harder to make stuff like that. Let me, let me, person, let me explain. Let me exactly what you said exactly so i dj'd when it was still djing and still spinning records what was your dj name my dj name i am not gonna tell you Come on! <laughs> we've had two other guests who dj'd and they've told us they both told us their dj my names. dj name was dj fucking b-rad and it, that was wait fucking b-rad or just, just, just dj b-rad dj b-rad so clever and, and it was <laughs> it was before malibu's most wanted and it was kind oh, right. of ah! It was kind of like donated. Uh, I, I didn't think up it, th- think it up myself. Let's yeah. just put it that way. I did not don for it myself. True DJs just they went by their names. So I would say, you know, I would I would prefer DJ Bradley. You so know, that what guy's I mean? real name is Fat Boy Slim. It, it is. Yes. Well, so again, he's a producer, and it's Ron and Jeremy uh, Chemical. <laughs> So, and Jeremy? hey man, I was making a poll, all right? <laughs> My brain pulled Ron Jeremy for some reason. <laughs> the guy's got two first names. So, Jay, to your again, to your point, it was it was vinyl, okay? Back in the day, it was vinyl. CD mixers weren't even around yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, let alone all this it, digital exactly, shit that exactly. the kids have these it, days. It, it was straight up you <laughs> mixed the records and yeah. I didn't know what that even meant yet. Um, and I went to the record store and this, you know, I, I the first kind of couple times you just feel it out. You listen, you, you kind of just make your way and, and listen to songs and, and see what's up or whatever. And it wasn't too long until I find it kind of found like the niche that I really wanted to, to, to pursue. And it uh, it's it's because of this right here that I heard. Sorry, turn it up too quick. Transport the, the, is, is the name of the, the series, right? So DJs would do like, maybe not DJs, but DJ labels or whatever would put out series of, of mixes. And they would showcase a different DJ each time yeah, or whatever, right? like punk rock samplers. Sure, We've sure. We've talked a lot right? about that. Yeah. Um, so once I kind of figured out what was what, this immediately grabbed me. Now you got to imagine, you walk into the into the record store and it's like there's records all on the walls and in crates and all these turntables are set up and you you literally just go and listen to records right. and you keep the ones you like and you don't try you, to find the, yeah. the the best stuff. And and it takes hours and hours of going through everything before you know what the labels are. You don't know what you're listening to. It's just this trial and error. Right. So then all the, one, once you find like a really good track, you're like, oh, this is my jam. Okay, what label is this? Now I'm going to look for every track that this label puts out. And, it, you know, it, it, it was intense. You know, you, I devoted a lot of time to it. Techno songs and, and take so long to get to the point. <laughs> well, this is the, the, this is the, the intro. Okay, so this is what you would call trance. 
Right. Was, this is what I listened to. I listened so, to Trance in high school. Who is, is this? This is Paul Oakenfold. I listen this to Paul Oakenfold. This is Transport. Uh, you can't tell me you listen to Trance, but you've never listened to Transport. I was more of a uh, Tiesto guy. Okay. Tiesto and Paul well, Van Dyke, actually. But I listened, Paul, I listened to this album. Paul yeah, Van Transport. Dyke is track two on this. On this album? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Paul Van Dyke had a... Um, that was like my first real... Like love, he had this CD DVD combo that my buddy Danny Sample bought called um, uh, Global, and it was all music videos, and it was just like he was traveling the world shooting outside his windows, and he set it all to uh, to his record, which was also called Global. Right, it was fucking, I love that album. Brett I got, used to watch that DVD like to go to sleep every night. Brick got real defensive. He was like, I "You know. can't tell me yeah, no. you listen uh-uh. to trance, Oaken right? You don't for know real. Paul Oaken. Like, but mine was it was a short lived. It was definitely a phase for me. Okay. But I listened to a lot of it, yeah. and I mean that's a fucking world. Yeah, that's no, a whole uh, so, world of kids that I couldn't keep up with. You know, so, exactly. Okay, <laughs> exactly. I, I started to go to the to the parties, um, and when you go to a party. There's different rooms for the different genre of, of music. So raves are, are multiple rooms, you know what I mean? And there could be the jungle room over there, just like drum and bass. And then there's like the house room. And I decided, oh, wow, okay. I, I like this. This grabbed me. I, I'm starting to kind of find my sound in trance. And after going to a few like trance raves, I kind of looked around and, and it was like, you know, like... Look at these fucking guys. <laughs> like, like this. Describe is like, these guys. Like, like I, I was like, I'm in like this is like the candy candy raver scene. You know, this is very much what what. Um, and I'm the purist. I'm I'm, you, I'm for you, the music, man. I'm all about right. the music, but these you guys say, are clearly in it for the scene. For the you drugs say guys, and the was it all dudes or was? Oh there no, like no, no, okay. no, no. Oh god. If there's one okay. thing that techno was good at, it was. It that's was what I was thinking. Yeah, that's <laughs> like way better true. than pop punk. That well, song. So, uh, hearing that song, it made me think of like you and McGregor and Train Spotting being like, choose a job, choose life, <laughs> choose a car. <laughs> Choose a wife. Right. The, the thing that I really liked about this genre, and, and namely like Tiesto and Paul Van Dyke, I'm sure there was others, but it's just what I listened to, but was like, I really liked the melodic female vocals over like the, this kind of stuff. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, that that's to your point. Trance is, is very like, it's very beautiful. Yeah. There, there's just no yeah. other word for it. Especially it is, compared it's euphorically to beautiful, a lot of I mean? other techno. I think there's like, I mean, drum and bass and like Afro beats or whatever they call it. Like that, that kind of stuff that like hard hitting dubstep right. right. kind of oh, later yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I, I was never really into cause I was just like, Oh, it's just for dancing. Right. This kind of stuff, I was like, this it's is like, great oh, for driving. It's yeah. great for like thinking and just being like. And it's like, oh, and my girlfriend likes it too, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like the chick's singing. Yeah. Um, this is so, uh, I, I do want to briefly touch about like the technical aspect of it because once I got into it, I really got into it. And I realized, okay, all it is essentially is you're, you're, you're cultivating and a vibe you're cultivating an energy level and you're you're controlling that energy level and basically if you take any record with like a 4-4 beat uh you know any any sort of techno record that goes oonce oonce it falls somewhere on a spectrum and you as the dj is you essentially say okay 
what kind of vibe do I want to give the crowd tonight? And where on the spectrum will I find that vibe? So it's essentially, you know, collecting a shit ton of records and then building a, a set. And the, the thing about trance is trance is like, like you're hearing now, it's up, it's peaks and valleys, peaks yeah. and valleys. That's all it is. Like you, you're going to get two energy levels, uh, full gear and then like maximum gear. You That's know what I mean? The, so the Dragon Con rave, I was jokingly, because it was kind of predictable. Like right, it'd be exactly. Like this, and then the, the beat would kind of drop out a little right, bit. Right, right. And then it would And then build, you have the snare drum that. Like, here yeah. it comes. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's definitely manipulating emotion. Yeah. You know, it's made to sort of make you feel something. Yeah. I think. So okay, well, so let me let me let me paint the perspective. Let me just show you exactly what's going on. Turn it up for a sec. So I'm gonna tell you when the two records are being mixed. Okay. 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 This is so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so you this have is the, the most <laughs> serious look on your face. All right, here we go. DJ right? B-Rad is not <laughs> fucking around right now, you guys. So. This is great podcasting. Yep. So right now, like, this is so easy. Like, like there's nothing right. to be doing. Right. The two records are going. They've been overlapping for 30 seconds or something. Yeah. Right? It's almost like the records do the work itself. Yeah. And now we're good. Now now we're now we're done with the other records. Now we're on to the next one. That that so from from a technical standpoint, that is like I I got sick of that really, really quickly. I'm like, dude, I'm like, this is too easy. Right. I want I I want more like of an art form, you know? Right. And and also like this is just cheesy. Like uh, the, the sound evolved to the point of very much cheese. Um, sure. Well, it, the, the thing with the genre, too, is that, like, in general, it becomes repetitive. I don't even mean just per song. I mean, like, you listen to, like I said, I only really knew a couple artists, but you listen to a few people, you you get it. You know what the scene has to offer. Sure. There's not usually, I mean, especially when you're sort of in a micro genre like I listen to trance. It's like, cool. You can listen to just Paul Oakenfold and you don't really need anything else. You know, did anyone do like a three, four, like waltz time? (laughs) Cause I'd be into that. No, no. So it's all four, four now. Come on. Um, Uh, but that is, that's why that's like the criticisms on techno music are always pretty legit. Well, so I disagree. I mean, trance is like, like again, the more you love music, the more music you love. And, I love techno to the point where I'm yes, I understand the repetitive elements, but I also like understand that it's, it's worth, it's got some merit. You know what I mean? Um, you, you kind of just have to take it for what it is. Yeah. But is there, is there going to be like a new trance artist that's going to get people excited? Well, now or even like there, later I would on say Avicii it. was the latest one to do that. That's true. He was making trancey um, type music. Yeah, uh, but yeah. but no. So that's kind of you're right. It, it's, R.I.P. Also, those, those subdivisions. DJs are not. Yes, yes. Long for this. World. Right. Um, I, after Digweed, after after hearing that and being kind of bored with it, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go explore. I'm going back to the record shop, and I, I you literally just go to the go to the guy and say, hey man, I'm looking for these kinds of records. And the guys who ran the record store, which, by the way, in Little Five Points, 
It was like nationally renowned. It was its own label. It was a legit like techno record store. Like and and the people which, which one? It yeah, was well, called Satellite Records. Okay. Um, it was like right across the street from the Vortex, essentially. But uh-huh. not not criminal records. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> and not wax and facts. Yeah, uh, across not the, the other one. From wax, across wax. from wax yeah, and facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been in. Is it still uh, there? No, oh god, no. It's okay. not still there. <laughs> I was say, there, there is no such thing as techno record stores anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's not really. Well, there's a few record stores, but, but the guys that would really. work there and that that ran it were just DJs, right. and and they were the talent. They were opening up for the global talent that was coming through when it did. And they essentially like, you know, you go to your local record store and you say, hey, I'm looking for like something more progressive. I, 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 you know, tell me some other DJs. What, what is, what's a more classy sound? You know what I mean? Like, I want to sound a little more sophisticated. I don't want to be the bubblegum raver ecstasy trance that, that a lot of the trance is about. And it's weird that this is a whole world that just doesn't exist anymore. It absolutely does still exist. Yeah, but you know? it's different now, it's right? So it's so different now. Online, it's mainstream it's, and yeah, it's blown it's up just, and it's called EDM and like right. like that that wasn't even a term. Well, and it's done in you know? it's done in garage band. Exactly. It's and it's in, it's yeah. everybody's a DJ. You Nobody know? has to go and talk to other DJs to try to find their music or right, anything. Right. I'm sure there's message boards and stuff. I don't want to shit. I hate shitting on anything just because I'm always like I don't really know. There's, I'm sure there's plenty of people that are like, no, man, this is the scene now. Right, right, but, right. Um, but it, the way that things evolve and change, it's always bizarre to me to be like, yeah, nobody does that anymore. Totally. Nobody does that thing that you did anymore. Like, right, It just right. doesn't exist. As and, and, and that's what gets me is I look back at the records. Uh, being a DJ was like 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 keeping up with, with a river. Like if – you know, the other DJs were, were floating downstream ahead of you, you know, as records drop, it's, it's like they're getting dumped into a river and they just go downstream. They have like a three month shelf life before you have to put them down because sorry, you're not current anymore. You know, you had like, I, I would go to the record store at Tuesdays when the UPS guy got there and would wait for all of them to be unloaded. And then I would spend the next six hours listening to them all and, you had to be like the guy keeping your ear to the ground and like had the edge because records you were, only you were like 16 when you were doing this. I, I was doing this from the time I was 16 to all of college. Yeah. Um, um, mainly more so once I got into Boulder, right? right? When, when I, I, I learned how to do this here and I, I got a lot of help from, from the, um, from what I, the music that I listened to, kind of helped me do it you know and would people come out like were, were people legit like dj b-rad is is spinning records tonight and in college like, i i don't want to like sound you know no, 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 <laughs> please do. no like, I, 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 I i got very far along with it that's yeah, awesome let's just, let's just say that um I, it was I, I mean yeah it was i was good i was good at it and it, it's 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 as much math as it is anything, oh. which, which it, it's sequencing. Wait, and right? we joked you know about I mean? it earlier, but you right, are right. a passionate I, I, person I, I, about math. Yeah, 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 you're a math like, man. yeah. Um, So better be, to to that point, right? To to the speaking to the technical aspects of it, I got bored with it and said, "Okay, trance is fucking lame. Let's move on." <laughs> uh, Sasha and Digweed. Okay. Give me that shit all day. Give me Nick Warren. Give me uh, Global Underground. What? Okay. What? Like just real, real quick. 
uh, all those words you just said <laughs> made no sense to me. These are all and DJs. Muhammad looked yeah, at me like, yeah, yeah. "Are you getting this?" You got that? <laughs> so please just uh, all right, I guess all right. Break uh, it down I'm gonna, a I'm, gonna bit. I'm gonna walk you through this. Okay. okay. So Sasha and Digweed. Sasha and Digweed. Let, are they we one can, person? We, they're two people. Okay. Okay. They are independent of each other, but okay. they all, they also were a unit. Okay. I'm sorry, we don't know about this, but just, I love that you're telling. There us. There was just, Sasha, and there was Digweed. There was also Sasha and Digweed. Sure. It's like so, Method Man and Red Man. I- exactly. Now, Global Underground was a series of albums and tours even. And they just released Global Underground number 42 last Friday. Holy It's like shit. now that's what I call music volume and, and blank. It's a, it's a different city. Wait, so how is this different than tr- trance? Is this still trance? It's this, just is, like... this is progressive. Um, we're going to call mm. this progressive. Is that it's what people very... call it or is that what you call it? No. Well, it's coming back at, with, with the release of GU42 last Friday, which I listened to. I, I, I really was like, okay. This sounds like the techno of yesteryear. This sounds like my old golden sounds. You this know? makes like, me so happy. Like I'll never listen to any of this, but I love that it exists. And I love that you are like, you, is when something so comes hard. out and you know it's coming out and you go get it. And you like, that makes me so happy. Well, so I, I didn't really know that it was coming out. And to be honest with you, I've, I've lost touch i've 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 kind of dropped off the game just because the sound evolves Mm -hmm. right and it kind of got to a point um of just like minimalism to where the song the tracks were losing their definition and the the heyday was like the late 90s early 2000s was just like the golden era of techno and house and progressive so once i kind of learned that and, and, and figured out, okay, these are the labels, these are the records, these are the producers, uh, this is, you know, trance was great, cool, I, I may, might go see a trance DJ sometime or whatever, but this is the classy, like, DJing world. Um, like, you, the, the CDs, Global Underground releases, were like, like, just this huge, huge deluxe edition with, you know, uh, a big layout of all the photos and it was from, you know, Reykjavik or London or, you know, Amsterdam or Singapore all around the world. It's a different DJ each time. Mm-hmm. And some really renowned DJ writes like some awesome like review. And essentially the DJ is going to take their night, whatever party that they threw that the set that they played, they have to break it down to two CDs so ultimately, the two CD mix format is like the bread and butter for DJing. That's like what you did. You know, if you dropped a really hot release, you had two CDs and they serve purposes. CD one is kind of the slower, more build up, um, and CD two is the the continuing on, but really kind of peaking. It's like hitting harder. Yeah, like like we talked about Oakenfold being two energy levels, like mm-hmm. you know, right. ten and eleven essentially. Progressive starts you off at one and it gets you off at 11 at the end, ultimately. So uh, like when we listened to to Paul Oakenfold spinning two records together and it only lasted like 20 seconds, I want to play for you a mix by Sasha and Digweed and just kind of let you hear the difference and and let you hear what's actually occurring. Okay. So let her rip because this is, this is like, I mean... I, I, I still 
have such a place in my heart for this music. Was was this like late 90s or is this This, more This came out in 99 or 2000. I bought this in in senior year in high school, this album. Um, But this totally showcases like like the era. Um, So there there are two records playing right now, okay? And and quite honestly, there, there could be three. Sasha and Digweed were so good that they would use three tables, or at least Sasha would. And so when they would play together, <laughs> what's Digweed's problem? Well, well, <laughs> step your game up, would. Digweed. <laughs> so and not only that, like, not, so you would have a third turntable and then duplicates of all your records. Is Sasha female? No, oh, they're okay. both males. And I mean, just like, I feel like there's the, not a the, lot of the, female the, DJs. I could there be are a few. That, there were a few. Sandra Collins was a big one. Like this track just progresses, and, and this this personifies progressive house. Progressive I don't. Trends. I don't think there's a genre of music that I like more in short periods of time. Really? Like I hear this, and I'm immediately like, "Fuck yes!" Yeah. Awesome. And then you leave, and you could forget about it instantly. Dude, yeah. <laughs> if I listen to it for another ten minutes, I'll probably be like, mm, "No, I'm, I'm good. I don't need any more techno in my life." I mean, I, I love it to death uh, still. Um, Again, it's it's something that that serves a very specific purpose in my life, like running, or maybe a road trip or something. Right. I can see running to this yeah, yeah. Being, uh, just um, to keep you on pace, basically. And, and, and I'm not current with any of like my favorite DJs latest releases right or, right. or who well it's are. weird paul oakenfold is still making music oh, well, and he's like oh, yeah. 50 yeah paul van dyke too i'm sure yeah. like, he oh, was yeah. like 50 when i was <laughs> listening to you know what's crazy <laughs> is that those guys are insanely fucking rich oh yeah like they are wealthy so much they are like one percenters yes it's insane. european one percenters yeah. with just like <laughs> yeah like this is just like funky almost. You Yachts know what I mean? and fucking like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's good. Uh, I, I love it. I've been doing it too. I really am. I've been well, tapping my foot this entire time. And, and just, just from a from a uh, from an artistic perspective, kind of like just the how to, you know, like again, starts you off at one and leaves you at eleven, and it's it's a journey. It's a process. And it's progressive. It takes a while to get there. It's almost like a lot of fish. Like this. This is once, <laughs> once I got back. Once I, you know, found fish. I'm like, oh my god, they're doing the same thing just with instruments and rock and roll. And I fucking love that. Jay, what do you think? Does this this music hold up for you? Because <laughs> you never really listened I, to it. Yeah, it wouldn't hold up because I don't. I don't think I would have liked it in high school. And like, like I said, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'd ever just pop that on and listen to it while I was like running errands or anything. No, no, definitely not. I get, again, I get it. I totally do. Uh, But yeah, you had zero experience with it in high school with, with techno or right. No. Yeah. I, I, I knew, um, I knew fat boy slim. I knew like praise you. Cause I liked Spike Jones and he oh, yeah. did that he video. Did that video yeah. uh, oh, totally. And, Great I, video. and I really liked that element of it. The whole, like that, like, because uh, I think there was like a short film or something. It was like kind of like the making of that video or whatever. It was like, because it was him and like some other kind of like, uh, what would you even call that? Like uh, interpretive dancers. And they're like in front of that theater. And Brad they're doing is it. asking me to turn it back up. And yeah. it sounds exactly the same. 
<laughs> I think it's too repetitive for me. Uh, even with you like describing all of the little like uh, kind oh, of. Oh, I turned it back up just for you to shut it off. Yeah, all the like intricacies of it. It's I don't know. It's not. I also my like old boss uh, used to be a, a drum and bass DJ. Oh well, they he he we would not. Yeah, and, we not. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff. Honestly, <laughs> See, even at again, the time when I was listening like, to this, that kind of shit always. I didn't really like but it. But to I, me, it was like just too much. This and that sounds similar. And he would also try to like break it down and be like, "This is going on and this is going on." And again, like I love that. I love people being passionate about stuff and being able to. But I've had people do that with all kinds of music. Sure. Like, yeah. Like like hardcore like enthusiasts yeah. will be like, "This part of the song is wait for this part," right. and then that part happens, and I'm like. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, not- honestly, for me, it's not too dissimilar from that where I, I can enjoy it and I really can kind of like, oh my God, I'm digging this, mm-hmm. but it doesn't last for me at all. Yeah. Like, it just sort of, it's go. just never something go. that I would pick. <laughs> Brad has uh-huh. no concern about uh-huh. our conversation uh-huh. anymore. He has forgotten what we're doing my Sasha, this is Global Underground, Ibiza. I mean, <laughs> like, this is one of the hottest tracks. I think of all time, in my opinion. Just loved it. Loved it. This is a scene in Zoolander. <laughs> yes. Where uh, they're doing a walk-off. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, so that, you know, hey, there you go. How often are you still listening to this? Oh, very rarely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, usually like a run. Um, and it's actually yeah. kind or of if like... You take ecstasy. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. There's still other music. <laughs> uh, I do remember, like, just like party nights. That this was like, I couldn't wait even sometimes to get home. And this is high school partying, so you know, like, whatever. I smoked some weed and drank a couple beers or something. But like, I couldn't wait to get home and lay in my bed with my headphones on and play Tiesto. Or Paul Van Dyke or, or whoever else. I mean, I'm sure there was other artists, but... I'm not going to lie. When I started going through this little exercise the other night, trying to think about like everything I was going to talk about, and I put on Transport, uh, I listened to like the first seven songs. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and, and I was sitting there on the couch. like I just put the earphones on. It's and surprisingly and good, like music. Transported. Well, <laughs> well, so Transport's an album like I had, even within my... my period of being all gung-ho on techno i had moved away from trance you know what i mean and i would only just go back to visit that like every so often just to to just to be like paying homage almost so to speak Mm -hmm. because it really is what kind of set it all off for me um in terms of a very specific focus and so you know i don't listen to this very often but um it, I was going to say, it's surprisingly good for even chilling. Like, I know you talked a lot about it, like, using it to run or get hyped up. But, like, most of the time I l- was listening to those certain albums that I had, it was, like, laying in bed. Like, coming down after a very emotional or very fun night. It was very, like, uh, I used to always say it's like a massage for your brain, you know. Sure, it, sure. it was very relaxing for me. And it was a very nice way for me to stop and reflect and be like, you know, kind of come down, you know, yeah. drugs or not. But, like, to have that come down from, like, you know, like, high school. Like, it's not even always about being fucked up. But it's about, like, having experiences until 4 a.m. Well, and, like, you know, and, and, then, and, you know rock music and, and, you know, some of the music we listen to in high school, like, has a message. 
Like there's yeah. words, there's lyrics, like there is a message that they're trying to convey versus techno is just like, yo, it's, you know, it's just yeah, like, what's you the go message out. of techno is Plur. Just like the message is peace, love, unity, respect. Well, and it's Plur. I well, think it's like raver <laughs> turn, raver talk, you know, <laughs> I think for me, it was always, it was, it was very self-reflective music, which I wasn't listening to jazz or classical, which is kind of something that I might play now whenever I just want to think, you know, or, or like be with myself. Right. right but when, right. whenever I played pop punk or even hip hop, it was like, I'm in the music. I'm, I'm part of like, I'm in their world. When I would listen to techno, I could be in my world, you know, and, exactly. and let the music sort of reflect me rather than. than I wonder, I guess, uh, Maybe I've always, especially more so now, but even back, back in high school, like I wanted someone to tell me a story, and I think maybe yeah. that's why. Yeah, techno does not that have exactly. That really. Like that my friends would get in the car and they'd be like, "God damn it, give me something with words." Right. Just, yeah, even yeah, even if it's like a, a, a somebody singing about something I know nothing about, it just I, I wanted, yeah, I wanted a sort of a linear kind of. Uh, um, uh, dude, this I is have this, this is me. I know, I, I, this is Muhammad now playing yeah. some you techno. You made this? No, God no. This is Paul Van Dyke. <laughs> but this is the kind of techno that I got really into, and it it's very. This is trance. I mean, it's very trancey. It's very girly, I guess. Yeah. But it's like I love this shit so hard. This I is, love this album. This so is hard. Uh, roller skating. Right yeah, music. it's very it's very like or like arcade, like Japanese yeah. arcade or something. You know, like I just it was very emotional for me, and I still actually feel very emotional listening to it and this all has lyrics and stuff but it'll it'll get you (laughs) I mean like dude I kind of talked I kind of talked about this with uh, Ashley recently how I was like into weird world music the Vega boys and stuff and Venga boys and even Aqua and shit like that. Do you oh, ever listen yeah. to any of that I stuff? Mean, I had this record. Like, I, yeah. I played this record in my oh, set. You know what so I mean? Good. Like, I was a trance DJ for a while. But no, Aqua? Come yeah. on, Blue? That's the Blue? <laughs> no way, man. Wait, no, Blue wasn't Aqua. Oh, that's Eiffel, Eiffel, that's 65. Eiffel 65. Aqua yeah. was um, Barbie Girl. Yeah, Barbie Girl. Thank <laughs> you. Also terrible. Yes, yes. <laughs> I would say, like, you know, if... If you were to ask me now, like, what are some of the music, what are some of the bands that, that I was proud of discovering yeah. on my own, I, I would say that most of those bands would come from a time of my life after high school. Right, I will say right. Modesky Martin Wood is still, which I didn't get to play, but I, I had something of theirs queued up that I would have loved to play because I got into them in high school. And just being, you know, a keyboard player and the piano and stuff. Yeah, they're Chicago esque. Well, they're they're jazz. I mean, they're straight like jazz trio. Yeah. You know. Um, well, um, you showed them to me. I think actually. Did I really? Yeah, yeah I think that's. Well, uh, well, uh, we we need to wrap up, and I feel like we could do another hour and a we half could. of like this band's good and this band's good. <laughs> oh uh, sure, yeah. And <laughs> I have a few yeah, that I've been yeah. thinking of that I'm going to mention to you off mic because I don't want to get us yeah. off on a date. Tell me one now. Uh, Mr. Heavenly, we never really oh, talked God about bless that. America God bless America and Man Man. I know. Yeah. Well, we, we've talked about Man Man, but we've never, me and you have never talked about Mr. Heavenly. And uh, Really? I don't think so. I That's with tell, the guy from Islands? No, it was later. It, well, it's, it is. Yeah, the guy and, from Islands and the, the guy, guy from Man from Man. Man. Yeah, yeah. And it's the dude from Man Man doing like indie pop. 
which is, is his voice is so. Oh, this is exactly what I wanted not to happen. I, I wanted it to happen, and I got my way. You guys, <laughs> I, I've, I feel like the, every episode of this podcast starts terribly, and then the middle is great, or it's better, and then, <laughs> and then we get to the end, and it's, we kind of lose it. And I, I think maybe we've done that yet again. No, yeah. So we're consistent. <laughs> with what we do and i'm I sure followed along this is the format i was prepared yeah, you you, know? you chimed right yeah and i Brand feel like where you i feel like we've lost some some listeners at this point which is fine uh but if you're still listening uh we really appreciate it and um let's uh let's wrap it up uh uh bread you have been a fucking delight and you have to come back yeah because i know there's stuff that we didn't even uh get into that we should and we could just keep talking about forever and ever. Do you um, have a very unique music nerddom that I don't think we have a lot of music nerds on this podcast, but your voice is very particular and unique. And oh, I appreciate thanks. that, man. Yeah, yeah for real. And I, I mean, you, you are correct. Like we're not even scratching the surface. <laughs> like, high school was, was half my life ago at this point over, right. over that. Yeah. Time. When you start to think about it, you're like, fuck, when was it? Yeah. And right. What year is it now? Yeah. Um, so usually we'll, you know, we'll tell people if they want to plug something, uh, you're welcome to do that. Or if you want to recommend, here's an option. If you want to recommend, uh, a, a band or a song or something that you are loving right now that you think that, uh, people should, should listen to, uh, well, this is your, this is your time. That's the only thing I should have prepared for. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, if you, you can wanna... just plug Live Nation. Uh, <laughs> was, yeah, was go 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 to any Atlanta venue, uh, <laughs> concert venue, and support my company. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Shoot. I'll plug my beautiful wife and daughter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, plug her photography page too, right? Sure. Uh, if you need any sort of photographic needs, my wife just. She's got the eye. What can I say? She's she amazing. She does mini sessions, portraits, family portraits, uh, concert photography uh, at certain certain occasions. Actually, that's a neat one. We should have – you should do a cool podcast. She, she she could do an episode just of all the cool bands that, that she she's shot. Yeah. yeah, We'd love to have her on, actually. Um, be, she'd be great on here. You should say her name. Her name is Christy. Did I not? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> nope. She just talked about how great <laughs> Christy, she was. <laughs> Christy, the love of my life, Reinhardt. Yes, sorry, babe. Um, we actually met at a fish show cause oh, she's yeah. my wife and I love fish. <laughs> I didn't think um, she was real when Brad first told me about it because she was so perfect, you know, and all I was well, telling her was everything more so I- because she was his girlfriend that lived out of town <laughs> <laughs> and she was the most girlfriend. beautiful woman in the world, yeah. which turned out to be true. And I mean, yeah, I, I told a lot of unbelievable things. What can I say? So but, does she have like a website or anything that you uh, Christy Reinhardt photography.com again, not prepared for this. Her, her Instagram, the, right? Sorry. Didn't she have a specific Instagram for her photography or am I mistaken? Um, she does. You can take a second. If you want to look it up, we can, I don't this dead space. No, <laughs> I don't want him to end. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta end. Let's keep talking. He's going to, he's going <laughs> to promote some, Fucking DJ. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, we don't even get to talk about like Timo Moss. Oh, yeah. No, God. I'm just kidding. I, okay. I digress. We got to wrap it up. Go uh, for it. Brad, thank you so, so, so very much uh, for, for coming on. 
Um, I really appreciate it. Muhammad, do you have any parting words? Anything you want to... No, listen to Let's Make a Podcast with Muhammad T. Jomer and Friends. Uh, season two is probably finished by the time this comes out, but go back and listen to all those episodes. And, Absolutely. Uh, uh, cool. Watch the Meltdown music video. Thanks for having me too, guys, because this was just so fun. I, I'm a, I so love, much fun, dude. I fucking love it. I love it. It's the best. Like, every, uh, we have a lot of great guests, but like every now and then, there's there's like a music nerddom top tier, and I think you're in it. Uh, with like Justin Green, maybe Gus, definitely. You know, there's there's a few guests that like. I made the top. It's tier. that it's that nerdiness of it, not just like a, this is what I listened to and I loved it. It's that like ultra dissecting. I think right. it helps. I mean, you made us musician. listen to when the fucking two songs <laughs> or the two albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's, true. that's, that's true. top yeah. tier nerdiness. Yes. <laughs> uh, theme song uh, for my high school iPod is performed by Marcus. You can find them on Instagram at we underscore r underscore Marcus. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, to this episode and any other episode um, tell a friend if you like this uh, spread the word about us uh, we are we're trying our best here and uh, we, we we're, we're glad that you're you're tuning in um, go ahead and uh, write a review leave us a you know a comment anything um, Review, reviews help tremendously get get yes. the word out about our podcast it gets a lot of new eyes on it when you write reviews so uh, yeah, so uh, this has been my high school iPod, and it's your high school iPod, too. Uh, and Best I love you, line. and thank you, and uh, be good. Bye. Everyone. Goodbye. Bye.